Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for a job. I'm a hard worker. I set high goals. My motto is, if you want to win the lottery, you have to make the money to buy a ticket. So what do you say? I could start tomorrow, or even why not tonight? No. I'm not hiring. We're first! Go around! Get a shot inside the car! Hey, back away. I got it. I'm back. I'm back. Will this be on television? Morning news. If it bleeds, it leads. Are you currently hiring? I'm starting a TV news business. You, get back! I film breaking stories. Maybe you saw my item this morning, you were fatal carjacking. No, I mean, I don't have a TV. Do you have a cell phone? Yeah. Is that a GPS? Yeah. Congratulations, you're hired. Okay. We're taking the next right. Good, stupid! Repeat the police. I will never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Excuse me. I have something you'll be very excited about. You have a good eye. I want you to contact me when you have something. Something like this. Think of our newscast as a screaming woman running down the street with her throat cut. You will be seeing me again. Any unit, residential 211. Home invasion. Call the cops. And we will at the right time. But I don't know what to do. We're gonna find the person that drove that car. Start filming. I'm Detective Fonieri. I think you withheld information. That would be a very unprofessional thing for me to do. It would be murder. I want what you promised me. I want something people can't turn away from. 911, what's your emergency? I think Lou is inspiring all of us to reach a little higher. <laughs>
sometimes I'm told something about a movie and I wish I wasn't because it almost feels like I go into that movie looking for that. Like if someone says, oh, but the last half hour of this movie, then I'm like, oh, here comes the last half hour. Something's going to happen where I'd rather not even know that and be surprised by this, by, you know, whatever happened in that quote unquote last half hour. Um, not quite an exact uh, uh, simile, metaphor, uh, correlation, words, grammar. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, uh, the, tonight's movie, it wasn't like I was told to watch the half hour, last half hour, but, but I was always told it's a great movie, and Jake Gyllenhaal is great in it. And tonight I watched, uh, from 2014, Nightcrawler, from writer-director Dan Gilroy, who I don't know, and yet when I look at movies he's written, I'm like, oh my goodness, I saw that, I saw Free Jack in the theater with my brother, the Mick Jagger and Emilio Estevez, um, he's, he's written... He's written a bunch of different things that I was like, what, really? Like, I think, was it Kong Skull Island? He was one of the screenwriters on that. I mean, but he also is a writer-director. Um, I almost think of that as like, you know, like, oh, I'm in this big, giant metal band or big, giant band, but I also do singer-songwriter stuff on the side. Um, I was always told that this movie was really good and Jake Gyllenhaal was great in it. And even with that, I'm not going, oh, great, here comes Jake Gyllenhaal. He's going to be great. Like, Holy shit, he was ridiculous in this movie. From start to finish, he just like captivated me in a very unsettling way. I thought I knew what this movie was about, that like he I thought maybe he was like a paparazzi or a um you know, some kind of TMZ guy. Sorta of, kinda, of, right? Like, you know, he I think maybe, you know, he he'll become that, or they, I almost feel like that's where that's heading. But uh it's about a guy who um, kind of stumbles upon a profession. He's this, he's this, like low life. Basically, he's a he's a thief. He is a apparently a murderer. I'm almost positive he kills this guy. He sees ca catching him stealing stuff at the beginning. He pawns this stuff off. He sells stuff. He steals bikes. He 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 um he wants to get a job. He tries to get a job at a at a um, garage. He's like I, I I know cars. I work with cars, which is interesting because I believe that's true. Um, and he doesn't get that job, but on the way home from, you know, the middle of the night, because he's just like a night owl, he sees an accident and he kind of stumbles upon it. He's looking at it and he sees, sees these crew, this what we think is a news crew pull up with Bill Paxton, rest in peace. And they have a couple video cameras. And he asked the guy, do you work for the news? He's like, no, I'm independent. I shoot these things and we saw them off of the news. He's like, oh, would you be hiring? No, I'm not looking for work. Or he said a little more colorfully, like, F, no, I'm not looking for work. So I think something about that appealed to Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Lewis. Um, I don't remember his last name. So he says, I'm just going to do it myself. He steals some guy's bike. And even, even that, you can see he has this, he has the gift of gab. He is like a, I want to think he's on the spectrum. Definitely. He's like an Asperger's genius, sociopath. It's like take a little bit of um, Patrick Bateman take a little bit of Rain Man. Uh, I mean, it is like, it is just the performance. And I'm, he definitely was like skinnier for this movie. I feel like his eyes were like bulging out. He, to me, looked like what I was, yesterday I watched a Pixar movie and they talked about humans in Pixar movies. He looked like when they animated human with those rot, with those big eyes, that's kind of like 
the Jake Gyllenhaal now I'm going to call that because that's what it reminded me of. The rounded face, the nose, and the eyes. I was like, my God, he looks like a Pixar character. Um, so he, when he, even when he sells this bike, he talks about how, you know, he, he, I think he said he did the Tour de Bronx in it or some ridiculous thing. It has 36 um, um, speeds, even though no bike has that. He's just selling things. He keeps talking. He keeps um, convincing, you know, someone to a, a pawn shop to spend money on something. And he ends up buying a small camera and, and a police scanner and goes out and starts doing this stuff on his own. He doesn't quite know what he's doing. He sees guys with better cameras. Um, he, I'm almost positive the first guy he sees, he does something to him because we never see him again. I thought he was going to take his camera. We didn't see him with his camera, though. So maybe he didn't do something. But he did scoop the guy, this guy, brings it to a, uh, a local news station where the uh, news is run by Rene Russo and they buy something from him and he just kind of gets the bug and he starts doing more and more and he he doesn't have like the social norms like he he'll walk right up to a to a dying body he'll walk into a house that he's not supposed to he'll go behind police tape he doesn't he he does whatever he you know he thinks he can do to get a better footage to make a sale and what it also shows or exposes or talks about is like the depravity of the local news where it's you know we watch a scene where we're watching Rene Russo direct um, the the news anchors to say these like words you know remind people they're still in the loose uh, it was it was gut wrenching it was you know it was awful it was vicious like all these keywords to try to not only Get, get deliver the news, but make you want to know what happens next, so you keep watching the news. So it's like the news does two things: it's about delivering the news to you, yes, but it really is also about keeping you watching. And how do we keep you watching with sensational, violent, you know, ridiculous um, footage from car crashes or or from uh, murders or from from you know uh, a car? So one car accident. He, you know, um, well, actually, what I should say is he keeps, um, you know, filming things and, and doing things, and getting paid. All of a sudden, uh, oh, he takes on um, an apprentice, <laughs> an apprentice. He basically swindles this guy and barely pays him. Uh, it was Riz Ahmed, who I, I mean, I remember from Rogue One, the Star Wars movie. He is, you know, he got a lot of acclaim for The Sound of Metal uh, that he was, um, I think he was up for an Oscar for it. I know the movie was all over the Oscars. Um he, I think, like, I first knew him from, is it The Night Of, an HBO show that I hadn't seen, but I just knew the name, knew the face, and remember him from, from Rogue One. Um, and he's just a guy who wants a job. He needs money. And, like, basically, like, what was he paying him? 30 bucks a night just to help him navigate and get places and, you know, um, help him film things. And then... They start doing more sales and more sales. And all of a sudden, Jake Gyllenhaal has this giant muscle car. I don't know if it was like a Shelby friggin' Mustang, giant red Mustang. And it makes me think, well, he really likes cars. He drove this little shitbox like a madman. Now he's driving this thing like a man. He's got every. He's got better cameras now. He's got a better GPS. He's got a computer scanner, all these things, so that he can keep doing more jobs and more jobs and more jobs. Um, he gets all this great footage. At one point, there's a car accident. He goes to the, the scene of the crime and gets a shot of the car well before the police even get there and like he's walking up on someone calling 911 and before he like he looks over and there's you know this perfect shot 
but the body's over there. He goes over, no one's looking. He takes and drags this dead body so he has a better shot. I mean, it is, he has no morals, he knows no bounds, and he's a sociopath, psychopath. Remember, he did, I'm, I'm almost positive he killed this guy at the beginning of the movie because he saw a really nice fancy watch on the security guy. Next thing you know, he's wearing the fancy watch, and he got away from, you know, um, the guy trying to, trying to turn him in for stealing stuff. Um, he, oh my God, what else happened? So he goes to Rene Russo and this is like when you see he's like a, the sociopath side where he gets her to go out to dinner with him and then he kind of calls her out like, look, you, 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 I know you, I know everything about you. You're, you're nearing the end of your two year contract and you're, you're, you're on the lowest rated grave, graveyard shift news, news outlet that leads with sensationalism and I'm the best thing you have and I'm giving you the best stuff. You need it. And basically he kind of calls her and almost like not blackmails her, but just kind of threatens to take, to leave unless he gets exactly what he wants. And what he wants is sex with her. And I'm almost positive he gets it. They never show it. They never explicitly say it. But then later on, he, he gets some great footage of this, Oh, I forget exactly what it was. And they he's looking for $15,000. And he, um, he, it might have been, was that the the, uh, the big murder that they got there early? And he actually filmed all the dead bodies, which is psychotic. And there's one news guy who is like, you know, he's from Mad Men and, and from Lethal Weapon, actually, uh, the TV show. Um, and from Bates Motel, now that I realize it. He is like, Kind of be trying to be like moral about it. He's like sickened by what they're doing. He doesn't stop it, but he's sickened by it. Um, so at one point, like he calls Rene Russo on and just on this bluff and saying, I want $15,000. And you know what? I want this. I want credit. I want my name. I want to be introduced to everybody here. And I want you to give me what I want. Unlike when we were in your apartment, like he said something about that. And that was the only kind of line where you see that there is a sleeping sexual relationship going on that seems like Renee Russo is kind of she's not a good person either she's uh, she's you know doing this she's she, she'll do whatever it takes to keep her job and do, get the right story at the end of this movie they get this he gets this footage where he create the crescendo of this movie is he um, kind of goes to create the story so I thought maybe he'd start to do crimes himself and he actually did the one thing he did he found uh, Bill Paxton, who um, now he's got two vans. He's like, I'm going to start a second van. I want you to drive it. But he's like, nope, I don't want the job. And, you know, um, he's like, you're, you're, you know, Bill Paxton got all pissed at him because he, he rejected his job, even though early on Bill Paxton rejected him. So nonchalantly, we see um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, you know, fiddling under the guy's van. Next, we, next thing we know. He crashes his van. I don't know if he died. I don't think, but he looked in pretty bad shape. And we just see Jake Gyllenhaal filming him. And almost like he knows, because he's looking at, at him, and he knows, like, you know, um, you're just another story. You're just another paycheck. And I almost wanted Riz, uh, not Riz, because Riz was a little disgusted by this. I almost wanted Jake Gyllenhaal to give, like, a little wink. But maybe that would have been too much. Um, so they hear a report about a, a, a break-in to a house. And... They go to the house. No one's there yet. They, in fact, they, I think just the alarm went off. So he actually hears gunshots. He films the gunshots going off. He films the guys close up, their license plate, the guys. He gets them. They leave. He goes into the house, films all these dead bodies, which is just ridiculous. 
clips off the part where he sees the guys. I, w- I didn't quite understand what that was about first. Can you hear the cracking in my leg? It's just me walking. Uh, just kind of pacing around. Um, he So he doesn't give that part. And I didn't even register that one of the people were alive. He clips that part out, gives it to the news. Um, and, and, you know, uh, they're like, this is, can we show this? This is amazing. This, I think that might have been when he talked about the $15,000 he wanted for the footage. Um, so, it, you know, that's when you, we get the scene with the uh, Rene Russo saying, you, you got to hit it hard. you got to say, they're still out there. They're still out there because you're trying to, trying to scare them and give them panic. Um, he says, you know, you got to say it was, you know, oh, just a home invasion, just people, just a family at home. Anything can happen in this Hollywood Hills. You thought it was safe. All these things are just trying to put fear into these people to keep watching to make sure that they, you know, maybe these people get caught and they're, and they're safe. But we don't know what's going on because um, the people are still out there. And the cops show up at Jake Gyllenhaal's house and are like, you know, what were you do? You were there. Did you see anything? He's like, no, I didn't really see anything. Like, okay, but you could tell they don't really buy it. Um, that night, Jake Gyllenhaal's like, look, I want to tell you something. I have footage of them, and we're going to find them, and we're going to call in the arrest and get the footage of them getting arrested. He sets this whole thing up where he, um, he tracks them down, follows them, tracks them down to a, a Chinese food restaurant, and they... Uh, calls the cops. He gets this other guy who is freaking out now. He doesn't want to do this. Earlier, he's like, I need a raise. I want half. This is ridiculous. You know, I don't, I don't like this. But he kept doing it. So they waited for the cops to show up, knowing that something bad was going to go down. Filmed the whole thing. Uh, there's a shootout. Some people died. One guy gets away. They chase him getting away with the cop. And um, then this is where it gets, like, just awful. So there's a big cop, a cop, big um, accident. And um, what's his name? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal shows up, looks inside the car to the bad guy and goes, oh, he's dead. Come film him. He, he's dead. And he goes around another way. And then the assistant goes in, goes up to look um, inside the car. And Jake Gyllenhaal is filming this. The guy's not dead. He picks up the gun. Bang, bang, bang. Five shots into, Jake Gyllen- into Riz Ahmed. And he goes down. And then the guy bursts out, looks at Jake Gyllenhaal, doesn't do anything. Jake just stares him down. Guy hears the cops coming. There's a shootout. He gets the whole thing on footage, um, walks up to his friend and his friend, his assistant. And he's like, you knew. You, you saw him. You knew. He's like, look. I, you, you. He basically admitted, you know, you, you were driving too hard of a bargain. You should have accepted me like that. You, he, you're a loose cannon. He couldn't accept that. So he just let him die. And then he filmed it. He filmed him going, brings the footage to uh, to Rene Russo, and uh, you know she's like, "Isn't that your assistant?" He goes, "Yeah, it's it's crazy." And Rene Russo was almost orgasmic the way she was talking to him. Like you could see they were probably going to get it on. Like that's where I realized, oh my god, she is a, she's not as awful as him because he is setting up murders and, and and definitely killed the guy, but she is. She is not a likable or she's not a good person. She's immoral. Um, so I'm like, oh, you can't root for anybody in this. Um, the, the likable guy is dead. Riz Ahmed. He was just looking to make money, you know, have a job and, and get some money. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, so then the cops are like, we got to take this footage down. It's like, you can't. This belongs to the, to, the, to the station. You have no right to take this down. But they take Jake Gyllenhaal in for questioning. And even there, he's just this. 
it's like the psychotic man who's just smiling and has an answer for everything and has an explanation for everything. Look, I, I, I know I said I don't remember them, but I do remember seeing a car and then I see a car following me and it kind of all came together that it was them. So I circled around and called the cops. None of that was true, but there was nothing they could do. And it just shows him kind of, you know, leaving. Well, it reminded me of like verbal at the end of Usual Suspects kind of leaving the police station and they, they show the feet walking at the bottom. Um, and then we get one final scene where he looks... It looks like he actually gained a little weight, you know, looks a little healthier, his hair's you know, uh, back a little bit, and he's starting to talk to his new employees. I don't know, did he say interns or junior employees? And he's like, look, this is, um, it's going to be unorthodox, it's going to be a little weird, but that's okay. And, um, he, you know, now he has two vans and he has a crew and he's, he's expanded his business. So it's like a happy ending for him, the terrible guy. Um, but my God, it really... Like, the story was great, the directing was great, the, the, the screenplay was great, but it all hinges on Hall's performance, which was just, like, red hot. I don't even know what else to say about it. Like, it is the easiest, the best thing I've ever seen him do. And I've seen him do, like, there was this uh, Netflix movie called, like, OG or something, where he was, like, a weird guy in that. You've seen him do just the, 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 the rom-com. Uh, he's, you know, famous for Brokeback Mountain. I never saw the boxing movie. Uh, the, he was, you know, the villain in one of the Spider-Man movies, and he's good in that too. Like he's, and he's the Bubble Boy. He's the boy in the bubble in, in, in Bubble Boy. I mean, the guy's done uh, so much stuff. And I look back, I was like, he was not nominated for this for an Oscar or a Golden Globe. That is ridiculous. I know I said that the screenplay I think was nominated. I don't know if it was the director. I think it was the screenplay. But it is ridiculous that he was not nominated for an Oscar for this. Like, can we still give him one? Is there a chance? You know, all these years later, we can give him one. Um, it's just his, like, cause there were, the guy had it, he was very verbose and he was like, just the dialogue was snappy, witty, logical, in a, in almost like too nonchalant way. Like he was just like explaining things, explaining things. And this is the way they are. And you're like, even when crazy things are going on, he's just explaining them and that's how it is. And it was just, I honestly mind blowing. That's all I can say. I, I was like, I was texting uh, Chris and my brother, Sean, hi, and I said, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm halfway through this. Oh, my God, Jake Gyllenhaal. That's all I wrote. And they were, you know, he, Chris wrote back. I, I, after I saw this, I was like, Jesus, national treasure. I'm like, awesome. And then I see that the writer-director, Dan Gilroy, did another movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo on Netflix. Um, I don't know if it's about fashion or art. I don't know exactly what it is. I remember a preview and I never saw it. And it looks like Jake Gyllenhaal is doing something interesting again, like an interesting type character. Maybe someday I'll watch it. I forget what it's even called. Um, but it's a Netflix movie. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's it. I think I've covered just about everything Everything I wanted to say. You know, short and to the point. Um, I'm, again, I'm wandering around in my hallway. Uh, uh, it is... My goodness, 10.24. So, hey, you know, it's still Tuesday the 15th, which means we are literally at the halfway point of movie month. And I'm not sure if this was my favorite movie, but it is probably my favorite performance so far. It might be. It's up there. It's up there. It's one of my favorite ones. I mean, this was like solid, 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 you know, five thumbs up. If I had five thumbs, I'd do it. Um, anyway, Yes. Day 15, we did it, my friends. We did it, we did it, we did it. I'm going to go put this up right now. You're going to listen to it tonight or maybe tomorrow on a jog uh, by Potter's Veil or something. 
And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, anyway, you know where to find me, right? On Twitter and on Instagram, it's Geek Mentality. On Facebook, it's just Fans Not Experts. And, of course, the website is fansnotexperts.com. 15 days down, 15 days done. We've reached the apex. We've reached the top of the mountain. And now we start the small, the small, the long descent down to the base of movie month 2021 as we are, as we are at the halfway point. I got, my metaphors are done. Until tomorrow, my friends, here is my Theme song. This is my podcast, I made it Geek Mentality is what I named it And I think you should listen and subscribe Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says, please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.